Another podcast. I'm really excited about this one. Well, I, I don't know when I'm not excited about a podcast, but anyway, it's good to be excited about the one you're on, right? We're going to talk about what is truth. And this came about, I'm looking for my little dealio here. You know, I was I was engaging with the Lord kind of in the middle of the night. This happens to me quite a bit. Um, and um and he was really ministering to me about about truth what truth is, you know, and so often in our culture, we treat truth as a personal revelation, as a commodity, uh, like who has the truth, which one of these stories is true. Um, and, and there's value in that there's, you know, everybody has experience, everybody has experience and you can't take away the validity of people's experience. And in our experiences as human beings, we make it mean something. We make it mean a truth to ourselves. And we have to understand that that is subject to change. You know, if truth is an eternal concept and we'll get to the, to Jesus in a bit, <laughs> If truth is an eternal concept, if, if there is capital T truth, that is eternal. That means whatever we're experiencing in the seen realm that comes as a truth to ourselves is subject to the capital T truth that is eternal. Eternal, And I, I remember as a child, um, uh, I was, you know, I was, I was a deep child in a lot of ways, and I would be struggling with what is true, what is true, what is true. Uh, and I think a lot of it came out of the place that my life was so chaotic. Uh, there were so many things that were not secure, so many things that were broken and toxic and nauseous and painful that I grappled with this, what can I count on? Because the things that I should have counted on, you know, and this is not a, a, a parent bashing, um, but it's just a thing, <laughs> um, weren't reliable. You couldn't put your weight on them. You couldn't count on them. As a matter of fact, they were more counting on you. I mean, that's just a level of brokenness and um, and no no condemnation, but a, a very real problem. And so when I was grappling with the truth and, and, you know, a, a lot of this uh, time I had been tracking with God for a long time. And then I kind of ran away from him because he didn't seem to be reliable. That was my truth. <laughs> and, um, he had to help me with that. And it took me a while to, uh, to woo my heart back to the place where I could receive him as the only thing that's ultimately reliable and true because he is the truth. And so we walk about as human beings with our truth and we live in such a victim society, like everybody's got, so they have, you all have your stories and your truth and you're this and you're that. And, and I'm not saying there isn't value in that. Everybody's story needs to be heard. 
everybody's story matters because they matter. But our stories don't necessarily relay the truth. It relays an experience. Okay. And so um, there's only one truth, and that is the person of Christ, the spirit, God, God is truth. He's eternal. And starting from that place, everything else can fall into place because your experience, uh, the things that have happened to you, good, bad, or indifferent, bring can bring truth. And I'm not saying there's not truth in there. I'm not saying, but it's not the truth. And this is important because if we're ever going to be healed in totality, in totality, right? We're going to have to track with what the capital tree, capital T truth is about God, about ourselves, about the world, about evil, about um, what happened to you or what didn't happen to you. So we're talking about truth or capital talking about capital T truth. And so this is where in whatever we're going through, whatever we're experiencing, whatever our pain points are, or our joy points are, or all of that, we can bring it to the one who is capital T truth to have him weighed out the parts that are temporal, that are partial truths, that are lies, that are mixture, right? And bring forth the gold of what is true capital T, true. What is in line with God, his heart, um, the reality of a fallen world, the reality of us operating in fallen ways, all of that to redeem it, to bring forth freedom and redemption and light and life. So, you know, this, this what is truth is an existential question because really, it's really about God, right? Really, this is a question about God. So let's go to John uh, 18, verse 37. This was Jesus before Pontius Pilate. So he was he was being taken to be judged, right? The um, He was arrested um, and he was taken before the Gentile ruler in power in his area, right? In his district. Um, Pontius Pilate, right? So this is representing the Gentile uh, kingdom, right? The kingdom of power. These are the ones in power. They were in power over the Sanhedrin, over, you know, the religious powers. This was the, the power representing Rome, the power of the day in a, in the human realm, right? And so Jesus Verse 36. Oh, I lied. Sorry. It's verse, starting with verse 36. <laughs> okay. Jesus looked at Pilate and said, the royal power of my kingdom realm doesn't come from this world. So automatically, because Pontius Pilate was saying, are you the, are you a king? And he's saying the royal power of my kingdom doesn't come from this world. So he's talking to the one who, ha- who is in power uh, with the kingdom of this world, right? It's, he said, if it did, then my followers would be fighting to the end to defend me from the Jewish leaders. My kingdom realm authority is not of this realm. So there's a kingdom that's not of this realm that transcends all the kingdoms 
of this world. All the big fat in your face, they can arrest you, they can torture you, they can steal all your property, they can steal your life. I mean, they have power. They do. They can take all your money, all of that. Okay. They can suppress your voice. Uh, these are kingdoms of this world when they're operating in the arena of brutality, right? When they're dysfunctional and they, they're all dysfunctional. It's a matter of like, how functional are you? Yeah, that we're not doing very good. So then Pilate responded, oh, so then you are a king. You are right, Jesus said. I was born a king, capital K, king. And I have come into this world to prove what truth really is. I'm going to say that again. I have come into this world to prove what truth really is. And everyone who loves the truth will receive my words. Why? Because he's actually capital T truth, (laughs) right? Uh, Pilate looked at Jesus and said, what is truth? Hence, we get the title of this podcast episode, right? As silence filled the room, Pilate went back to where the Jewish leaders were waiting and said to them, he's not guilty. I couldn't find even one fault within him. So this is the engagement of the kingdom of this, the kingdoms of this world, right? Versus the kingdom of God, the small K kings of this world versus the capital K king, eternal king versus truth, however you think it, perceive it, decide about it, settle upon it versus capital T truth, that's eternal. And so all of that, the capital K king transcends the little K kings. The capital T truth transcends the little T truth. And this is what is so important for us to grasp where we live. Chances are, you know, um, We're not experiencing this kind of dynamic, but what we are experiencing in our lives is everywhere we've not yielded to God as the capital T truth in our hearts, in our subconscious, we're in bondage. Where we're not thinking like him, we're in bondage. And this is where he gets to save. So, so, save, heal, deliver, right? And so we're having all these discussions as a society. What is gender? What is binary, non-binary? What is, um, I mean, you know, I I just brought that one up, pick a card, any card, you know, sexuality issues. um, I mean, pick a card, any card, right? I mean, politics. Oh my God, help me. Okay. Um, So thank you, Jesus as the helper. Um, So, (laughs) um, uh, we are in need and we're in need here. And as we're having these existential discussions, we can be settled in our own heart and rest in the person who is the truth as he's leading us and guiding us into all truth. Cause this is where we get free. And this is where we have something to offer. Hallelujah. We get to offer something. Okay. Uh, let's go to John eight. This is a passion translation. Verse 31. It says, Jesus said to the Jews who, who believed in him, When you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. Let me just help you with that. So a a true follower is a disciple. To be discipled is to be taught, okay? If you are unteachable, uh, 
you're not acting like a disciple. Does that mean you're going to be cast out into outer darkness? Well, that means probably you're already there. Okay. (laughs) But it's not a judgment issue uh, in terms of a punishment framework. It's understanding Houston, what the problem is, right? For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Where we fight the truth, um, and sometimes the truth can be brutal. Let's be clear. Okay. Um, But there's freedom on the other side. And so being la, 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 I can't hear you because I don't want to hear you. And I'm deciding what I want to believe. And I'm deciding whatever. And it's too hard. And I'm just not going to. Okay. You're not free. (laughs) You're, um, You're just refusing to embrace truth. Okay. I did that for years. So if that's where you are, or let me put it this way, wherever you are in that place, because chances are somewhere you're in that place, you're still loved. Okay. Love is never up for grabs. And so am I, but we're, you know, well, there's only so much truth we can handle because sometimes it's just really brutal. So, you know, Jesus said, I have truth. I have things to share for you that I cannot share from you. You can't handle it. You can't handle that truth. Right. So, <laughs> so he gives us the truth we can handle and we keep on going. And we're doing that until we are totally free. So we're in a process. Embrace the process, right? Embrace the one who is capital T truth. And in the place where we're having a hard time, we get so confused. Why? Because we're embracing the wrong things. We're embracing the wrong things. And sometimes the lies feel so true. And the truth feels like so not true, but that doesn't mean it's capital T truth. That is subject to change, right? And, you know, this is what we deal with. If you've been abused a lot and treated like a piece of trash and thrown away and used up and discarded, well, you probably, it probably feels really true. That has been your experience. People treat me like crap. So I'm a piece of crap and you've internalized crap. And then the church comes along and tells you, yeah, you're a piece of crap. You're a sinner. And God's going to cover you up and, you know, with his blood and whatever, but you're still really crap at the heart, you know? And, um, you know, thank you that Jesus is there to protect you from his father. Who's wrathful because you're a piece of crap. And, you know, I mean, seriously, this is, and so we perpetuate this, these lies. Um, and, and so God is after truth in the innermost parts. So that's a healing process, right? But we've got to realize that we need to yield to the capital T truth in order to be free. So that means everything is up for grabs in terms of how we're thinking, Right. And we can we can release that to him as we rest in him because he's trustworthy, right? Um, the commentary uh, that uh, was, uh, it says, verse 32, if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Hallelujah. We vote for that. Um, and we're engaging in that. And there's fruit in it. It actually works. Hallelujah. Aren't you happy? This is a commentary that's so good. The truth Jesus gives us releases us from the bondage of our past, the bondage of our sins. Let's be very clear. Uh, we we sin against each other. It's a, it's, it's a mistaken way of being that results in behavior that's sinful and that always is destructive. Okay. Um where am I? And the bondage of religion. That was probably telling you're a piece of crap, right? Okay. 
uh, Jesus was speaking these words to those who were not fully free of man's traditions. Truth must be embraced and worked out through the divine process of spiritual maturity. Right? This is embracing Jesus and working it out, working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Why are we fearing, fearing and trembling? Because you're such a holy person that in that place of you and Jesus and in the place where there is real pain, that's a holy place. And it's worked out. It's healed with fear and trembling because you're worth that reverence. You are, are holy. So you're worth. Now, sometimes we're holy full of crap. Let's be very clear. Okay, so we're, we're, we're getting, that's what we're getting delivered from. Okay, but that doesn't mean you're crap. Okay, and we got to be, got to be very clear about this. Uh, Jesus was speaking to those who were not fully free from man's tradition. Truth must be embraced and worked out through the divine process of spiritual maturity. The Greek word for truth is reality. What is real reality? And we get in these extens- as ex- existential things of, you know, what is what is real reality? Do I exist? Do you exist? You know, and then you have Descartes. I, I think, therefore, I am. Well, you're greater than your thinker. Okay, right? Um, to embrace the reality of Christ, who is truth, brings more freedom into your life. Um, and I'll, I'll stop there. Let's go to Galatians 5.1. It says, at last we have freedom for Christ has set us free. Why? He's the truth. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back to the bondage of our past. Now, specifically in context, he was talking about uh, Judaism in terms of legalism. Okay. But this is true with whatever kind of bondage that you have. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.17. This is the Passion Translation. It says, now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Now, I'm just going to give you a little spoiler alert. (laughs) You know Jesus. Remember Jesus? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he says an I am statement. He is truth. Okay, we got this. Um, So, but what's amazing is that Holy Spirit is also called the spirit of truth. He is truth. God is truth. Father's truth, right? And these are scriptural references to Jesus's truth and Holy Spirit is truth. We're going to talk about that more because I really want to back this up with some, some, some scripture. Okay. Um, but I love this. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. So this is referring to Holy Spirit as Lord. So it's not just Jesus that's Lord. It's Holy Spirit that's Lord. Okay. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. So let me just let, let, let's let's think about this for a little bit. So where would Holy Spirit not be Lord? Let me help you. <laughs> because we know he's capital L Lord, right? He's Lord overall. But wherever we're not yielding to him as Lord, wherever we're resisting him as Lord, wherever we're believing a lie, the lie is seated on the throne, quote unquote, and he's not Lord. So he's expanding the territory in your heart, in all the places where truth is not feeling like truth, where the spirit of truth is not feeling like truth, where Christ is not Lord, Jesus is not Lord. I'm not talking about, let's get this out of the heaven, hell, other than the experience of it, okay, like on this side of of this existence, okay, we're not talking about spinning out an eternal conscious torment, okay, let's just get out of that discussion, not helpful here, okay, Uh, We're talking about the here and now, 
we're talking about where he is not Lord now. See, where I'm in agreement with a lie, where the lie is really feeling true, then Jesus and Holy Spirit is not Lord in that place in my heart. You know, this is not a condemnation. In Christ, there is no condemnation. I didn't fall out of Christ because he's not Lord in this area of my heart. No, this is what he's redeeming. He is saving me. I'm saved and I'm being saved. I'm working out that salvation. And working out that salvation means the truth of who he is, of Jesus, the truth of the Christ, the truth of Holy Spirit, the truth of Papa, (laughs) um, is my being starts to resonate with that truth. And that's where freedom happens. That's where Holy Spirit is Lord. And he is not stopping until every dimension of who I am, every particle of who I am, every essence of who I am is resonating with him and what he says. Um, And I'm fully conformed into the image of Christ, right? And then he's fully Lord, okay? So we got to get it out of this heaven-hell conversation, not helpful, except for, you know, it is experiential heaven when you have truth and freedom, and it is experiential hell when you have lies and bondage, okay, right? We're talking about the here and now, not talking about the afterlife. We just like settle down, evangelists, settle down. We need to evangelize our hearts, not in, so okay, in the here and now we're being conformed into the image of Christ into the here and now. And the image of Christ is truth. The image of Christ is love. All the I am statements, right? That's who Christ is. And the image of Christ is work created in that image and likeness. And until we're resonating fully with that, there are places where he's not Lord. But as we yield, that freedom comes and he is Lord. Okay, I hope you're tracking. I've said the same thing multiple ways because we need it. We're so hung up, especially in the church, about this, um, making it about the afterlife. I'm talking about life now because the eternal life is a now, right now thing. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, and keeping going means we go on to verse 18 on 2 Corinthians 3. We can all draw close to him. Oh, don't you love that? I'm sorry. That just makes me happy. I just had a little happy spasm. These felt feel free to partake. We can all draw close to him, the spirit of truth, <laughs> right? With the veil removed from our faces. Now, this veil specifically referred to, to the old covenant, right? But there are lots of veils we have. We have lots of lies that veil who God is, right? And with no veil, we all become like mirrors. Oh my goodness, you're looking just like Jesus in your flavor. I think this is the point, okay? Uh, Who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured. One figure to another figure to another figure being conformed to the image of Christ. Um, And I lost my place, I'm sorry. Into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. Why, this is an unveiling of you from glory to glory to glory. So all the crap that's veiling you, that does not look like Jesus. That is, let me think, oh yeah, a lie, <laughs> right? A false way of being, a sinful way of being, a, 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 a way of being that's full of sin, right? Okay, all of that, 
being that's broken, right? Um, you're being conformed from glory to glory, from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is a spirit. Once again, the spirit is Lord here. Oh, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Anybody connecting some dots? I love it. We get to connect. The more we connect these dots, the more we're getting it. Like, oh, that's really good. That's really good. Okay. Um, uh, this is the commentary that uh, that Brian Simmons says. Paul is teaching us that not every time the word Lord appears, does it mean Jesus Christ? How refreshing. Um, you know, because the Holy Spirit, I, I think the Holy Spirit, except for maybe in the, the charismatic um, stream, gets short shrift, right? He's kind of like the addendum, Father, Son, and okay, Spirit. <laughs> and a lot of time we, praise, we replace them with the Holy Bible, right? So the Spirit is equally God. Like there's no hierarchy in the Godhead. They're all one. They're all one. They submit to one another because they're other giving love. They submit to one another in love. That's what they do. Uh, and they travel in a pack. And the Holy Spirit, um, by uh, uh, some of the church fathers, referred to him as the modesty of God. Isn't that beautiful? Him slash her, because Holy Spirit is totally female in the Old Testament and operates uh, a mixture in the, the New Testament. It's all good. Here we see that the uh, that the Lord refers to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is root. This is a little pet peeve of mine. I like to just refer to Holy Spirit as his name slash her name because I, I don't like the the. It's like, well, because when he's the father, well, he's not my father. So when I'm referring to, I like to refer to him as father. Why? Because he's my dad, right? It's personal, right? Uh, Jesus gets a name. He doesn't refer to the Jesus. He's referred to the Christ. But then we refer to affirm as Jesus. And then we can refer to Holy Spirit as Instead of the Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's your Holy Spirit, right? He's not, I'm not saying he's you. I'm saying he's one with you. This is a relationship. Okay. That was just an aside. So Jesus calls Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest who prepares the workers and the harvest fields, sending them out into specific places for the reaping of souls. This is the Lordship of Holy Spirit. And he's taking Lord in our beings. In our minds, our wills, our emotions, and our bodies, right? These are all the things that fell, right, with the fall, right? So we get healing in all of it. Let's go to John 14. We're back to Jesus. Don't worry, surrender to your fear. I love that. For you've believed in God, now trust and believe in me also. So this is Jesus, the Christ, who is talking to his disciples, right? right before he's going to the cross. And they're like a little freaky, like something big's getting ready to happen, right? So he's preparing them for this catastrophic thing of everything they place, their life, their everything, their, their whole being on this person in front of them in the flesh as the Messiah. And they're expecting some sort of takeover from the fallen Roman realm. And he goes, my kingdom's not of this world. This is not this. We're not doing this. I'm doing something else. Actually, I'm going to the cross. <laughs> and he's told them and they're like, nah. And he's like, get behind me, Satan. Okay, sorry. Uh, let's keep on going. So he's preparing this for this catastrophic thing, right? My father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, but I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that, that you will be where I am. 
and you already know the way to the place I'm going. Thomas said to him, and I think this is so honest. I love the honesty of Thomas, like doubting Thomas. Like we always give him a bad rap. Like it was bad of you, Thomas, for doubting. I'm like, you know what? If it were me, I would have been so much worse, right? I, I don't know if I would have been the Mary. I, I mean, maybe, I don't know, I, I whatever. But I, I just think it's honest. So like, thank you, Thomas. You were authentic. And that's good. And because every place that we doubt, yeah, we need to be helped. We need to stick our fingers in the holes of Jesus's side and all that. Thomas said to him, master, we don't know where you're going. So how could we know the way there? Okay. He's probably saying everything that everyone else is thinking. He just had the kahunas to say it, right? Jesus explained, I'm the way, I'm the truth. truth, and I'm the life. No one comes to the father except through union with me. To know me is to know my father too. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. This is the way, the truth, the life. So Jesus saying he is the truth, right? Uh, let's talk about Holy Spirit as the truth. Because they are answering the question, what is the truth? Let's go to John 14, verse 16. And I will ask the father, and he will give you another savior, the Holy Spirit of truth. Okay, what is his title? He's the Holy Spirit of truth. That's a title. Who will be to you, be to you a friend just like me? Isn't that beautiful? So Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Oh, and so is Holy Spirit. And he will never leave you. Hallelujah. So Jesus in the flesh was leaving. He was vacating in the flesh. But his spirit, the spirit of truth, was remaining, was remaining, right? You, you get God in, in a pack, but God inside you is the spirit inside you, right? Um, the world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. Why? We were, we're touch, touch, touch. I'm not going to believe it unless I can see it and feel it, right? This is the, this is the modern world where we're so uh, smitten and we have this altar with the age of enlightenment. We had to empirically see it, touch it, feel it, or it doesn't exist. Okay. Well, that's just, I mean, it's important. That's great, but it's not all there is. And all of what there is, is pointing to the one who has been, is, and will come. Right. So it's all pointing to him. The world can't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately. You do because he remains with you and will live inside you. This is the coming of the spirit. I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you. So a lot of different layers here, but for us, um, this is the spirit of God inside us, the spirit of truth. Let's go to John 15, 26, and I will send you the divine encourager. I love that. Isn't that beautiful? Don't we need divine encouragement? Thank you, oh, Holy Spirit, for being the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. He will come to you, the Spirit of truth. There it is again, emanating from the Father. They travel in a pack. Uh, and he will speak to you about me, about Jesus. Why? Part of our freedom is understanding who Christ is, was, and is to come that he came into the flesh as humanity on behalf of humanity to redeem humanity. This is why we can be saved, right? 
um, and he will speak to you about me and, and you will tell everyone the truth about me. You get to be little evangelists or big evangelists for you who've walked with me from the start. Um, I love um, verse 26, the commentary. Um, it says, and he will come to you and speak to you about me, the redeemer of the curse. This is Holy Spirit. The word for the divine com- uh, encourager is the redeemer from the curse. What's the curse? The curse we walked on under was the curse of the sense of separation. Go back to Adam and Eve, the impact of the fall. This was not God cursing them. God doesn't curse. He redeems from the curse. He never changes his job description. He's always been the same, the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? So that what befell us as humanity was a curse because we thought we were separated from the only one who is life and truth and all the good stuff, okay? And then I love this. And he will speak to you about me. Uh, the other, the other uh, meaning of it will provide evidence to you about me. And so let me just put this down where the rubber meets the road. Where are you living right now that it's painful, it's dark, it's bondage? Um, if you're not, a lot of people could be like, oh yeah, I know, got it right there. Okay. Some people were so out of touch with ourselves. We're living in la la land or we are in the, the spirit of performance where we can't admit we have a problem. Okay. <laughs> or we're afraid that if we admit we have a problem, we're empowering the problem. Now you, you cannot heal a problem. You don't diagnose. You cannot cure a tumor that you don't x-ray and dig out. Okay. All right. Um, and so I want you to think of where Holy Spirit is providing evidence about Jesus, the one who came to save, heal, and deliver on your behalf. Where is that evidence? It's in your life somewhere regarding this problem or the problem. Some Sometimes God is working on a problem with you. And we, no, I want this one. This is what I want, God. He's like, great. Yes, that's yes. But we're doing this first. So follow Holy Spirit. He's smarter than you. Okay. And he will take care of everything. Why? Because he's redeeming all things. He's not missing a spot. Right. So um, so he's providing evidence about Jesus. Is he bringing people to encourage you? Is he bringing people to pray for you? Is he bringing um, a, 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 a very practical thing? Maybe there's a, a, a special diet you need to do in order to heal your body. Maybe there's there's something that God is providing evidence about Jesus. And so this, you know, God, where are you? I'm not trying to be a jerk is bogus. Um, of course, he's everywhere. If I make my bed in the midst of hell, even you are there. So if you're not seeing him, let me give you a clue. Um, you're not seeing him, but he's there. And so just getting help. So Jesus, Holy Spirit, give me the evidence of where Jesus is in this. And you will get it. Your eyes will be enlightened. So you know the hope of his calling, the glories of the riches within you and his mighty power towards you. He will point you towards Jesus somewhere because Jesus is there and he is actively, relentlessly uh redeeming you is all the while effectually at work and you energizing creating in you the power and desire to will and work for his good pleasure satisfaction delight philippians 2 13 um let's go to john 16 13 it says but when the, the truth giving spirit comes he will unveil the reality of every truth within you well i got i got news for you 
<laughs> um, the spirit's already come. It's a done deal, right? Um, the 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 pouring out on all flesh has already happened, right? Um, all flesh, even the flesh that doesn't know Jesus is Lord. Okay, it's already happening. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. He's the revealer. What is Jesus? He's truth. He's going to reveal it to you. He's going to set you free. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you soon. You won't see me any longer. This is Jesus reverting back practically to his, he's going to be crucified, right? Uh, But then after a while, you will see me in a new way. We're operating in this new way, which is a better way. And I know so many people are like, I just wish Jesus were in the flesh in front of me. Well, no, you don't. Because that would limit how Jesus can move if he's just moving through the in the flesh, right? He's actually in you. Um, uh, verse 13 commentary, it says the Greek word for truth is reality, not doctrine. Now, doctrine is important. Because it helps us understand reality, but reality transcends doctrine. That's why doctrine is kind of uh, growing in our understanding, right? Um, but it's reality. It is the application of truth that matters, not just a superficial knowledge. The application of truth. When you apply truth, that's when the freedom comes. Um I love uh, just a commentary in verse 14, where it says, he will glorify me on earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. As translated in the Aramaic, he, Aramaic, he plants what is mine and shows it to you. So this planting of what is yours and showing it to you, right? It's It's this whole process of what Holy Spirit is doing within you. Christ in you, the hope of glory is doing within you. See, the truth is not a perspective. It's not a commodity, but it is a person that you're one with that sets you free and brings you into the freedom that he's already made possible. And so this is the one you're to engage with. What is truth? He's a person, Jesus, Holy Spirit and Papa, and he's wild about you. He adores you. And he is relentless in setting you free because he adores you. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Um, Share this with someone who needs it. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.